Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? What's up to you listening out there wherever you are? WWL.com, radio.com app. Grab that if you haven't yet. Welcome on into a new week. Happy Mardi Gras week, everybody. I guess almost. Almost the seven days, eight days of insanity that are coming. The city was lit this last week, and my goodness, I partook a little bit of the festivities, but because of the show, the job, we had to persist. Had to persist, and here I am. <laughs> might, might get into a little bit more this weekend, but I love it. A lot of people are asking me, people who have been here a long time, you getting out of town? or What are you doing for Mardi Gras? Are you leaving? No, I'm still somebody who loves it. All, all in this year uh, for Mardi Gras. Got a lot to talk about in the sports world today, and a lot of it just isn't good. I mean, it's plain, it's, it's not good. This has turned into a soap opera of tears and dreams that turn to ashes very quickly. Will Wade, uh, I report today, Yahoo Sports, they first had it, it was confirmed by ESPN and others, that LSU and Will Wade, they've been sent a notification of subpoena. What that means is the subpoena is on its way. They're trying to figure out the best way to deliver it to him to make sure it's not a complete public spectacle where they knock on your door or run into practice, all that kind of stuff. Sean Miller, head coach at the University of Arizona, was also sent a notification of subpoena. We've got to get to that here at the start. We'll also talk some LSU hoops. Big win over the weekend against Tennessee has them moving up a little bit. In the bracketology projections from USA Today and CBS Sports, we'll get to those. LSU baseball 7-0 after sweeping the weekend, including uh, another late surge yesterday to sweep Bryant uh, in that game. We'll talk Robert Kraft, which is the other dirty aspect of this. Robert Kraft charged with solicitation of prostitution. This is a massive, gargantuan story that's being overshadowed here, really, by what happened with Will Wade today. So let's start talking Will Wade. By the way, we've got Tyler Nunez and Andrew Doak coming on the program. But if you missed it today, we'll recap what happened with Will Wade. And then I'll give you some thoughts on it as we go here. Because this is just ugly. It's ugly. And I will say at the top here, Nothing has been proven against Will Wade that he did anything wrong. However, you can't just explain away a subpoena in a federal trial as nothing to see here. That doesn't work. So preliminary notifications were sent out to Will Wade and Sean Miller that they're going to be subpoenaed for the April 22nd federal basketball corruption trial. This goes back to both coaches were already known to be on federal wiretaps talking to Christian Dawkins. Now, who Christian Dawkins is, he's a former agent who was found guilty last October of multiple felony fraud charges in the first college basketball corruption trial. On those tapes that were played at that trial, defense attorneys played one tape defense attorneys for an Adidas executive his name was Jim Gatto they were trying to weave this line of defense that well college basketball programs and institutions they weren't defrauded 
by what these Adidas gentlemen and this agent did. And they played a tape uh, here in October. Will Wade talking to Dawkins about a potential recruit whose name was Balsa Koprivica. And here's what the tapes say. They have Will Wade on tape, and we knew this already, but it's worth repeating here. This is what those tapes allegedly said, and they read them in trial. Quote, and this is Dawkins asking, would you want Balsa? Wade responding, quote, oh, the big kid? Dawkins confirming that. And then Will Wade again, quote, okay, but there is another bleep involved in it. Wait, I've got to shut the door. I can get you what you need, but it's got to work, end quote. Now, that's not the only tape, allegedly, that Will Wade is on. He's on multiple tapes here, allegedly, according to numerous sources and reports, about multiple recruits talking to Dawkins multiple times. Now, Will Wade went on to tell reporters at SEC Media Day that he had never done business with Christian Dawkins and kind of waved it away. And uh, the media didn't really get into it with him because he didn't really know a lot. And frankly, we still don't know a lot. Now, what we do know is this. Now that these subpoenas are going to be issued, what's likely going to happen is you're going to have Will Wade and Sean Miller under oath at a federal trial, federal sentencing hearing, having to go on the record about what these calls meant, what these calls said, about their recruiting practices and these dark underbelly of college basketball. That's probably going to happen. Unless some kind of agreement is worked out beforehand. But you don't get issued a subpoena like this if the defense attorneys who issued this aren't ready to play some real hardball with Will Wade. Now, I've heard a lot of commentary today on this. You should see my phone. You should really see my phone. I must have received, I don't know, 50, 60 text messages from 40 to 50 different people about this today. Most of them who are tied and around LSU immediately want to reflex, swat this away as nothing to see here. Or reflex, well, Will Wade didn't do anything wrong. What did he say in those tapes? Or reflex it away and shove it away saying, well, this happens everywhere in college basketball. LSU and Will Wade, yeah, they're just playing by the same rules as everybody else. That's nonsense. It's just flat-out nonsense on multiple levels. First, like I said at the open, there's a lot to see here. We already know he's on tape. We already know that he's subpoenaed, and he's going to have to go under oath, most likely. That is massive news. This isn't an opinion or unsourced reports trying to do a hit job on Will Wade. I'm not trying to do a hit job on Will Wade here. I'm reporting the facts. The second part of this that people are trying to use the excuse is that it happens everywhere. Well, I've got news for some people. It doesn't happen everywhere. That is a lie. Does it happen a lot of places? Yes. Is it way too rampant? Yes. Does it happen everywhere? No. Is it the only way to be successful at the major college basketball level? No, it is not. 
I would bet you my year's salary right here on the air that coaches like Gonzaga's Mark Few or Villanova's Jay Wright aren't involved in something like this. Villanova winning, what, two of the past three NCAA championships. Gonzaga, the number one team in the nation right now. I could go on. The point is you don't have to do this kind of stuff to win at the highest levels of college basketball. I will never believe it. And I'm not having that as an argument here. Will Wade was on Sports Talk earlier today. Christian and Bobby got a couple of questions in about this. Christian asked, what was Will Wade's reaction to the news about the subpoena? Here's what he said. Bobby asked a follow-up about, well, is this just rampant in college basketball, coach? Is everybody doing this kind of stuff? Here's what he said. I don't know that Will Wade could have answered those any differently. It's not like he's going to come on the air here and tell people, you know, lift the veil on the entire underbelly of college basketball. He's not going to do that here. I'm sure he talked to his lawyers before he went on uh, sports talk earlier today. But it's not nothing to see here. Here's a couple of texts at 87870. Text from the 225. This is last year's news on Wade. He said, he said, ACC is jealous that Wade is recruiting like ACC does and having a pity party. I'm sorry, but that's exactly the kind of response from LSU fans that makes the entire fan base look like fanboys and fangirls who want to pull the veil down on any possible wrongdoing and look the other way, much like Ohio State and Buckeyes fans did with Zach Smith and Urban Meyer to the disdain and ire from everybody across this country. It made an entire fan base look terrible. Now, Will Wade has not been proven to do anything wrong here, and I am hoping, because I love college basketball and I love what LSU has done, I am certainly hoping that this was just a call and multiple calls reportedly with Dawkins that didn't lead to anything. Maybe a little exploratory committee by Will Wade. I don't know. But what I do know is that this is a lot to see. This is a bombshell report. Just in case you missed it in October, if you think this is absolutely nothing or nothing to see, the first trial, the corruption trial in October, landed jo uh, Dawkins a guilty verdict and also two Adidas executives were found guilty, Merle Code and Jim Gatto. If you think this is just going to go away, because you like how the basketball team is performing, or you like Will Wade, or you don't like the ACC, or you don't like the um, outlet organization who published this, I got news for you. It's not going away. Mark Emmert, the NCAA uh, president, said just last month that their investigation into this is ongoing. You've had major coaches like Mark Few and Jay Wright, who I talked about before, imploring Emmert and the NCAA to make their findings more rapidly and make them public because they wondering, uh, they're wondering, and I'm just really quoting Mark Few here, somebody's got to fall for this. Where are the, when and where are the heads going to roll? There's way too much smoke, and we can see the fire 
over the cliffs. This has gone on for too long with nothing happening. We'll see what happens here. This is massive news, and it comes, and this is just, it's, this has been a twilight zone month, month and a half for our sports down here. It just has. All of our hopes and dreams are quickly turning to ash. Nothing is going to happen with LSU or Will Wade before this year's NCAA tournament or Final Four. They will play out the season. We probably, and most people probably, won't even really be thinking or talking about this for the next month and month and a half. But it is the cloud that is looming over everything. You don't have your name tied to this in this way with multiple calls with an agent that was found guilty, not indicted, not charged, not reported. The dude was found guilty. So please, if you're part of this audience and you're an LSU fan, you can like LSU. You can love LSU. You can love the basketball team. You can like Will Wade. And I'm reserving judgment on Will Wade on this. I don't know what's going to happen. But also, don't just stick your head in the sand, cover your head and your ears, and just go, there's nothing to see here. Don't be that fan base. Don't be that fan base. It's unbecoming. You don't want to look like those Ohio State Buckeyes. You do not. They made a fool out of themselves around the Urban Meyer and Zach Smith situation. And I'm just telling you the truth. When I see, I see way, way, way too much of this today in the last seven or eight hours from LSU fans. I'm hoping that what we see is the very loud vocal minority and not the vast majority of LSU fans who I would hope want the truth to come to light on this, regardless of if it's your coach or your guy. Got to take a break here. Back with your calls now. We're opening it up. 504-260-1870. That's area code 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Tyler Nunez, a Tiger ad, coming up in about 15 minutes to talk about this also. Talking about the LSU situation, Will Wade reportedly, according to a report from Yahoo Sports, then verified by CBS, ESPN, and others that there has been a notification of subpoena sent to LSU and head coach Will Wade. He will be subpoenaed, according to these reports, uh, for an uh, April 22nd trial involving and revolving around the NCAA's college basketball corruption case, the FBI's college basketball corruption case. It's just ugly. It's just ugly. Text from the 985, is this going to turn into blue chips with Shaq and Penny? Got to tell you, that's the first thing that I think of when I think about, you know, when I hear about this kind of stuff. It literally is that scene, <laughs> Coach walking off. Who's that, Nick Nolte, right? Coach watch, walking off um, kind of in a broken man towards the end of that. When I first heard the links when the trial was going on in October to Will Wade and we reported on this briefly, that's also the first thing that I thought about. Pelicans are in action tonight. They're playing the Sixers, 71-58. They trail over at the Smoothie King Center, but they got the win that everybody wanted, and that was over the Lakers on the weekend. Pelicans Twitter having a lot of fun with that one. Check out Pelicans Twitter and just scroll their timeline to Saturday in the Lakers game, and you'll see what I'm talking about there. Lakers, everybody here rooting, hoping that they missed the playoffs, I would assume. They're losing again tonight. They're three games back of the Clippers and the Spurs for the final spots in the Western Conference playoffs. 
Now, for talking about on-court success here with LSU, they beat Tennessee over the weekend. It was a fabulous basketball game, especially for LSU, who was playing without Tremont Waters. They stun the number five team in the nation. That was the second top five team that they had beat in two weeks. Incredible stuff on the court for LSU. And again, their on-court success right now will be shielded from this overhanging cloud of the Will Wade and FBI corruption case situation because none of that's going to come to resolution until after the NCAA basketball tournament. So if you're looking at LSU, where are they seated right now? Here's an update on your latest bracketologies. We got four of them that we like to check in here on the program. Uh, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports has been on the show a couple of times the last few weeks. He has them now as a number three seed in the East, taking on Montana, a 14 seed in the first round. That's the same half of the East bracket as Michigan, who's the number two seed, and Duke's the number one seed over there, so they're opposite of that. That would not be a great draw for them. Not when you've got Michigan, who's made multiple Final Fours, and the best team in college basketball, Duke, of course, if they have Zion Williamson. Not a uh, not a great draw there, if Jerry Palm is right. Shelby Mass and Scott Gleason of USA Today have LSU as the number three seed, but in the West, taking on 14th-seeded Radford. Michigan still the two seed there. Gonzaga the one seed in the West. Again, not a great draw. If you've got Michigan and Gonzaga in your way of making uh, an Elite Eight or Final Four. Chris Daugherty in SB Nation, he was on last week, blogginthebracket.com. He has him as a three seed in the South. Same half of the bracket as number two seed Michigan State, opposite of number one Virginia. That would be the preferred, uh, preferred draw for LSU. Stay away from the east, which is where Duke's going to be. Stay away from the west, which is where Gonzaga's going to be. You don't want to be in that same half if possible as Michigan just because they're such tournament veterans and they've um, been there uh, recently so many times before under John Beeline. ESPN's Joe Lenardi has not updated his brackets. Most people look to Joe Lenardi's at ESPN.com. He was the original bracketologist. He hasn't updated them since February 22nd, so that was before the LSU-Tennessee game. He had LSU as a four seed. I would assume he's going to move them up to a three seed. 504-260-1870, that's the number if you want to hop on in. Talk about Will Wade, LSU hoops, 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. Quick 60-second break, and then we're back with Tyler Nunez at Tiger Egg and your phone calls here on The Last Lap. Welcome back to the show, LSU front and center for all the good and bad, all the right and the wrong reasons today. Their college basketball program will wade news and notification of subpoena around the federal college hoops corruption scandal and also their success on the court. Beating a top five team in Tennessee over the weekend. So we've got to have Tyler Nunez back on the show. Covers LSU basketball for TigerAg.com. Tyler Nunez at Byler at by Tyler Nunez uh, on Twitter. Tyler, boy, it's been a heck of a what forty eight hours or so for the uh, Tiger Hoops, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a busy day. Uh, that, that news came in like ten minutes before we were supposed to talk to Will Wade for 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 a news conference, so it, it got real interesting pretty fast. Yeah, let's not bury the lead here. Let's talk about this first. What, what's your feelings around the program? And I'm not going to ask you what Will Wade said because we know he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything yeah. when it was on our station, Tyler. But what's your feeling around the people you've talked to around the LSU program? Are they worried here? about uh, the, this phone call, uh, reportedly multiple conversations that he had with Christian Dawkins? 
Um, I don't know if I'd say worried. I think that this is something that they've been kind of expecting for a little bit now. I mean, they got they we found out about this this phone call or alleged phone call in uh, in October mm-hmm. during the first trial, and I think that whenever you know they they set a date for the second trial, I think a lot of people expected him to be subpoenaed. I don't think it's necessarily calls for alarm yet i've seen coaches get away with uh with more it depends on i mean there's so we we could be seeing a situation where you know they they have really nothing on him and what we've heard is out of content we we might also be in a situation where have a lot more phone calls there's just like we don't have any information on what they have and and what what the fbi was able to gather and what, what the lawyers were able to gather as a result so it's it's kind of a complicated issue and we don't have a lot of information it doesn't sound like any, uh, it doesn't sound like anybody's souring on Will Wade inside the LSU athletic administration. At least not like uh, not yet. I would assume a lot of that has to no, do with he, his on court success. Yeah, he has their full support right now, as, as far as as that goes. Which really they should until uh, something yeah. more definitive comes out. I'm all there. Um, as you read this story, what, what's your personal thoughts on this, um, Tyler? This is this is a corruption case that seems to go very deep and is going to go a lot farther in the next month and the next years, because they certainly aren't stopping with a couple of Adidas executives and one former agent. No, no I think that this is, I mean, with, it's no secret that there's like a systemic problem, not only in college basketball, but college sports in general. And I think that college basketball itself is pretty ripe to these kind of things, just because you have like the AAU circuit is kind of a breeding ground for this kind of stuff. So uh, I think that it's a it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of coaches get get uh, raked through the mud on this because like I, I don't obviously Will Wade's not the only coach to have conversations with Christian Dawkins and there's more than just Christian Dawkins out there he's not the only one doing this so it, it's going to be interesting to see how this how the NCAA handles all this over the next couple of years and the fact that Wade and Sean Miller of Arizona, I guess along with Rick Pitino, who was already fired uh, summarily because of his involvement uh, around this, are just the three coaches so far, the only three coaches that have really had their names tied to this. So we will see what happens again. April 22nd uh, is when he's scheduled to appear in New York. Talking to Tyler Nunez, a Tiger Egg here about LSU Hoops. Let's get to what happens uh, on the court over the weekend, and it's been completely overshadowed today, Tyler, and that was another win over a top-five team. And they won without Tremont Waters, which was incredible. Yeah, I think that they played really, really well, despite the fact that Tremont Waters was out of the game. Uh, we found out about 30 minutes beforehand that he was sick and he wasn't going to be able to make it. We we, we noticed he wasn't out at, at, uh, at opening uh, warm-ups, and that, that was kind of the first red flag, and then the news broke that – that he was sick, and apparently, apparently they had an IV in him the day before, trying to get him ready and, and, and well enough to play. But apparently, that didn't work. Apparently, he, he just couldn't go. But yeah, they mostly played with the seven-man rotation. Marshall Graves came in for a little bit. I think he played six minutes and ended up hitting a three. But uh, other than that, I mean, especially the guard players, Tremont. I mean, it was uh, Javante Smart and Skylar Mays combined. They only missed one minute of game time, and uh, they, those two really came up big, especially Javante. He worried all about Nas Reed's performance, and he wasn't great um, against Florida earlier this week. I realize he got some points down the end, but it just seemed a little bit rattled and frustrated like we hadn't seen him the last month, month and a half, and, of course, only the one point on Saturday. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, part of it, I mean, he didn't play super well, but I think part of it can be attributed to the fact that Tremont Waters, the guy who's usually dishing him the ball, wasn't there. I think you can also attribute it 
uh, a little bit to the fact that, I mean, Tennessee's got a really good post defense. They've got Grant Williams down there. Admiral Schofield's kind of a monster uh, whenever he has to play down there. I think that, uh, I mean, they, it, obviously you want Nas Reed to have more than one point in any game they play. It doesn't matter if they're playing Duke. You want them to, you know, perform. But uh, I'm not super concerned about one bad performance. I think overall he's been trending upward, and I think that w- one bad game isn't any, against a really good team isn't really anything to – concern over yet well they're the favorites now to win the sec that's because tennessee and kentucky still play each other tyler and lsu does not play those two teams a relatively scoff schedule here on the way out still have alabama and florida uh, on the road um is this their conference to lose now i mean it is they can win out and uh, if they yeah, i mean if they win out they get first place in the sec tournament the first seed and i think that's i mean that's the real championship you're looking for right you want to be in as favorable a position in that tournament as you can possibly get and there's no favorable position than the one seed uh obviously if they win out i think they'd probably tie with either kentucky or tennessee whoever wins that matchup but it's possible they win it outright and then if they only lose one game worst case scenario is they get second place so they they've really set themselves up for a lot of success in the postseason, starting with that SEC tournament. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the work done now. All right, let's look forward to the NCAA tournament because that's really the granddaddy of this whole thing. Everything's an appetizer for that. Uh, where do you see this team heading? I know you probably read all the, the bracketology sites uh, like I do, and I, I see a lot of them have an LSU now in the East region, which I don't know if I like, Tyler, because that means Big Bag Duke is uh, sitting over there in their way uh, between them and a Final Four. Um, yeah, there's only really – they're either going to be in the east or the south, and that's usually the ones that Duke ends up into. I've seen Duke play into uh, southern uh, southern brackets before. And, yeah, that's not you don't want to be in a bracket with Duke. I think you want to be in a bracket with literally any other one seed than Duke. Um, but that being said, uh, I think that they, they've put themselves in a situation that, that – they, they won't have to play Duke until probably at, at, at the very earliest a Sweet 16, but possibly even an Elite Eight. If you get a three seed, uh, you, you don't have to worry about that until the Elite Eight. So um, I think that they're, they're in good position to, as, as long as they get some good matchups in the NCAA tournament, to make a pretty deep run. Would you rather have LSU um, maybe even down a seed line and playing elsewhere to get a more favorable matchup? In other words, would you like to see them in the West region or in the Midwest region, which is Kansas City, or West is Anaheim, where those regionals would be held, if it means traveling but a better matchup? Uh, I mean, as far as like LSU goes, I, I think it, it would stink a little bit for fans, but considering they're all pretty far away anyway, like the closest one is Louisville, I believe. I think that, I mean, we live in a world where travel is kind of a cinch. I don't think that uh, it, it, it's as big a deal anymore to hop on a plane and, you know, I mean, they're staying in nice hotels. They're, they have their schedule laid out for them. They, they're there a couple days early. As far as travel goes, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. I, obviously, you want some home fans there, but like I said, when the closest – regional is louisville i mean you're gonna have to be hard pressed to get a ton of fans anywhere you go so um <laughs> I, obviously they prefer to be in the south or the east but uh if, they, if i'm sure they'll take whatever they can get yeah hey tiger fans can travel uh so we'll see where they end oh, up for sure yeah um how do you think the players are going to handle this um this will wade news do you think that they just don't care you think it's going to affect them um you think it's no big deal as far as an on-court um interference I don't think they're thinking about it, honestly. I think, that, I mean, they're probably having some, a couple conversations tonight just playing the what if game, but I think that Will Wade's probably doing a good job of keeping them focused. 
Uh, he, I don't think he's worried about it at all. I don't think he's going to think about it until the day after their season season's over, and then he's going to start talking to lawyers. But uh, until then, I think it's all about basketball right now. I think it's all you can really do. I mean, the, the dates are not until April 22nd. That's a little less than two months away from now. I mean, like there's nothing you can do other than wait for it to happen. So you might as well just go out there and play the game. Let's go out and play. That's what our coaches always used to tell us. Tyler Nunez, the Tiger Rag. Really appreciate the time, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. There he goes at by Tyler Nunez on Twitter. Be sure you follow him there. LSU tomorrow in this time slot, actually, against Texas A&M. So we will be off LSU basketball in right here on WWL. Our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll tonight at WWL.com. What's bigger news? LSU beating Tennessee, number five team in the nation, or Will Wade subpoenaed by the FBI. You can cast your vote at WWL.com, radio.com app. We will take a break. We're coming back with more LSU. We'll talk about the baseball team sweeping the series against Bryant and out to their best start since 2014. Come join next here on The Last Lap. We've got a great question on the text line from the 504. What determines which division of the bracket LSU gets placed in? It's a great question. This actually got changed a handful of years ago with the new pod system with the selection committee, what they do is they have different first weekend pods. So if LSU is, for example, in that East region, which a lot of the bracketologists have, which is the uh, the Louisville region, which is where their regional finals will be played the second week in the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight games will be played in Louisville. There's actually multiple other pods, I'm using air quotes here, pods, that they could get placed in for the first week. And I think there's a Jacksonville one, uh, I believe, is there, a Mem- there might be a Memphis one, too. I know Jacksonville is where most people have LSU playing, so they would go play in Jacksonville and then go somewhere else. Now, just because they're in Jacksonville or wherever the first week doesn't mean that they will be in the East region. You'll have that Jacksonville pod Hey, could be in the, the – I saw one group, it was at USA Today Sports, bracketologist said – that pod would be going to the West region. So uh, the selection committee is, that was a very long answer to your uh, question, Texter, but the selection committee will put these teams into pods. LSU still could play close during the first weekend, relatively close, but then go to Anaheim for the West region, something like that, or Kansas City for the Midwest regional, if they make that sweet 16. Good question. Let's go to the phone lines. We'll start with Pierre and Gentilly. What's going on, Pierre? Hey, what's going on, Seth? Another day, man. What's up? I got a question. Um, I noticed uh, LSU is ranked 13th, and the teams, Tennessee and Kentucky, is ranked higher than us, mm-hmm. and we beat both of them. Could you explain how that ranking system goes? Well, LSU has lost to some not very good teams, at least relatively not very good teams, Pierre. That's one of the reasons why they lost, and I'm not really excusing some of the other losses that we've uh uh, we've seen from the other teams above them, but when you lose to Florida midweek and then you beat uh, Tennessee in the weekend, you're probably about par for the course, which is what the AP poll had them at. But like I've said for weeks now, the the, the polls don't really mean diddly squat. You, you want a nothing burger. The polls are a nothing burger. They don't matter. The selection committee factors that in 0%. They focus on net rating and Ken Palm and Sagarin and quad one victories and Victories away from home and that kind of stuff. So as long as they're a 3-2 seed, something like that, by the end of the year, 2-3, even a 4 would be fine. You'd like to see them as a 2-3, though, get on the opposite side of that uh, one seed, whichever bracket they're in. 
It'll be fine. But just, just if you stack the resumes up, do that blind resume test thing, take away the LSU name and say you beat these teams and then do the same thing with Kentucky's or Tennessee's schedule and you will see a pretty stark difference there. Well, maybe not hugely stark, but there's a difference. Let's go to Chris in New Orleans. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Seth. Hey, man. Hey, I uh, just want a little bone to pick with you. You, you keep mentioning that Will Wade – is being subpoenaed by the FBI. He hasn't been subpoenaed by the I FBI. Said, no, he, he, I've said that multiple times. He sent a notification. Are you, are you really going to play nuance with me here? No, well, well, no, because you're you're trying to say that he's under investigation. By I the didn't FBI, say he was. Un, I did not say he was under an investigation from the FBI. Chris, when did I no, say that? When did I say that? You, you, hold on. You insinuated by saying he was subpoenaed by the FBI. He was not subpoenaed. I did by the not FBI. say he he's subpoenaed. subpoenaed by the FBI. I've read multiple times here the story that's right in front of me where he sent a notification that he will be subpoenaed. But even if I said he's I, going as, to be subpoenaed, as a witness, as a witness, as a witness, most likely by the defense. Not most likely, it is by the defense. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I don't know because I haven't seen the subpoena. But he's he's he's. They're trying to show the, a defense that it's a. A bribery trial. So I don't. I don't know what the allegation. There's no direct allegation that L, uh, Will Wade did anything wrong. And the, the the other thing is to compare it to Ohio State and the cover up with domestic uh, violence. Uh, that's not right either. I mean, it, it's totally different. It's totally different ballpark. Um, with with you, what for Will Wade to be just uh, to be a witness potential witness with no direct allegation and, and to compare it to the Smith case and a cover-up by Urban Meyer, um, I don't think that's right either. Okay, I did not compare that. What I said was, Chris, if you were listening earlier, I said a lot of the fan reaction from LSU fans were like the reaction from Ohio State fans around that case. I did not compare those cases. I This whole broadcast, like every single one of my broadcasts, are online on the podcast, so please go check the tape yourselves if you don't believe me. I never even came close to comparing the two situations. However, when LSU fans immediately hip-check and gut check, and their gut reaction is just to defend Will Wade on this. Chris, let me ask you, when you're on tape here, and I said at the top, and I've maintained this multiple times, that we have seen nothing definitive here that Will Wade has done anything wrong. And I will continue to say that until something definitively says that. But Chris, when he is on tape with a an agent that has not been charged, not been indicted, has been found guilty, and he is talking about... Uh, get uh, finding a way with Dawkins to get this kid to come, which everybody in that trial thought that meant money. What do you make of that? Do you think that's nothing to see? But it was a player that had never that never visited LSU and was not, a non-factor with LSU. Chris, if I'm, I'm caught, I'm if naive, I'm, I'm not naive to think that uh, uh, college basketball recruiting is a CD business. Does the, does I'm that not, excuse Will? If if you go and kill somebody on Bourbon Street, God forbid, because there's way too many of that. And I went on that rant before. What in the hell's going on in our city with that stuff? That doesn't mean I can walk down there and do the same thing. That doesn't excuse it. I'm sorry, it doesn't. And the reason I use that analogy is because it's terrible. That our city is plagued by this violence again. And Chris, I know you wouldn't do anything like that. So sorry to throw you in there. But. 
I, I'm just I'm not having that argument. I don't know. I Bobby and, and Christian and I probably agree on 95 percent of the stuff we talk about. Doesn't mean we have to agree on everything. And I will tell you, whenever I hear that, well, everybody else is doing it. So why isn't it okay for LSU to do it when it's either illegal against the rules or morally bankrupt? Then you got to step back and say, well, I don't care if everybody else is doing it. Our university, our team, the guy we're paying to coach this team that either I went to a school uh, school for or with uh, there or care about or whatever, we don't want him doing that. I don't care that Rick Pitino ran the sex parties. I don't care that Coach X, Y, and Z are going to be indicted in this and Will Wade might not. Run a clean program, man. And acting like everybody in college basketball runs a dirty program is just flat out wrong because it diminishes the guys. And I know the guys, and I know a lot of them, who run clean programs. Period. And to to diminish what they do, I'm just going to use examples here again for anybody who missed the open. And I don't have any inside info whether they are running clean programs or not other than they have never been associated with anything like this. Jay Wright at Villanova has won two of the last three national titles. Mark Few at Gonzaga, number one team in the country. Haven't heard anything like this about Mike Krzyzewski. Shaka Smart doesn't seem to be involved in this over at Texas. we've got to have a better and more constructive conversation than, well, Bill Self seems to be doing it or Sean Miller seems to be doing it or whatever coach you want to use there. So you know what? I want my guy doing it too. Where else in life do we do that? It's just – as a my my fandom is depressed, and I'm not talking about my LSU fandom. I'm talking about my sports fandom. My sports fandom is depressed, guys and gals. When we start having conversations like that, LSU is a premier athletic institution. It is incredible. The supports of the boosters and the alumni and the students and the administration and really this state that has allowed them the resources, the incredible amount of resources, to be good in basically anything they want to be good in. It's awesome. Why can't we hold our programs to a higher standard than that? And I'll repeat, I hope that Chris and others who've been texting me all day saying, man, this is going to be a nothing burger, to use that term again. I hope it's not. I mean, I hope it is. I hope it's nothing. But that doesn't mean we have to stop talking about it. We shouldn't. This is dirty. This is ugly. All right, we'll take a break. It's just, I'm rarely left speechless here, Logan. I'm looking at behind the glass. I just, this whole day has left me speechless and the reaction here. I mean, we have an FBI tape that they read at trial 
the transcript that has Will Wade talking to Christian Dawkins. Doesn't mean that he paid any money. Doesn't mean that he did anything wrong. But to say, oh, let's not pay attention to that. No need to look any further into this is crazy. We'll talk about it next hour. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.